0: a very special episode of North Idaho so Now. Special. Episode 159 coming at you. Chance Watson, Molly Roberts. What up? And Josh McDonald,
1: Research Department. Research, Research department, department is joining us today. Popping in here for a little bit. Hi. I'm very
0: pleased to join you. <laughs> I'm C C3PO. Uh, this episode, like many others in the past,
1: is brought to you by the North Idaho
0: State Fair. It's here. North Idaho State Fair has kicked off its 100th anniversary celebration and wants you to join in on the fun today through August 28th. Check out X-Gamer's show off their insane tricks on dirt bikes, four-wheelers, and even snowmobiles tonight with Big Air at the fair. Monster Trucks Insanity Tour brings more high-flying fun for the whole family to enjoy this Saturday and Sunday night. Not Monday. Monday! Not,
1: Monday,
0: Monday, Monday. Not not Monday. Not mon- Don't go not, Monday. Don't be confused with Monday. But but Saturday, Sunday for sure. Monster Truck Rally, for sure. Yeah. And kid seats
1: are still just five bucks. Uh
0: that's also not probably accurate. Oh. I don't I don't know if that's <laughs> oh. I don't know if that's oh accurate. Uh based based on Rock 94 and a half's old ad. Grave digger. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Grave digger? Okay. I hope so. For tickets and more information visit n-i-s fair that's f-a-i-r dot fun oh the fair the
1: fair. fair there's only so many places where you can combine the smells of funnel cake animal feces and uh alcohol <laughs> and, uh, them, uh, and it's gonna be a blast and heat it up to 100 and degrees
2: and heat it up baby we call it
1: the fair i i cannot
0: wait to smell all those smells. Um, Gang, we we have this is a jam packed episode full of fun. Uh, we've oh, got so many things to get much to. Fun. Um, side thing, we've got uh, just to make sure because I mean everybody's gonna be driving a lot this weekend. We've got Megan Johns with Idaho Transportation Department coming on for her monthly traffic report to let you guys know where and where not to go, or uh, if you don't have a choice, make sure that uh, you plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot so, of
2: construction going on on the roads. Very so. much so.
0: Very much Want so. we to keep
2: up to date.
0: But let's not bury the lead. We are here. We got lots of Let's people. Do we got, it. Uh, welcome, first time listeners. Uh if you're just listening in for this one episode to find out if you won. We are giving away the All American Reject concert tickets. We have been we have been uh go ahead, Josh.
1: Oh, I was just gonna I had a little pun. I'll wait. Okay, all right.
0: To pick my moment. We've been we've been teasing this for a while now, and uh, the day is finally here. It's
1: no longer our dirty little secret. <laughs> ah! There we go. I've been waiting. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, it's, For months.
0: And so you shall. Uh, okay. So, uh, Molly. Yes. With, uh, first off, uh, remind the listeners, how, how did we come to this winner?
2: Okay. So, I took all of the people who shared it and all the people who... I put all the names of shares... And comments into a a, a supercomputer, a.k.a. a generator online, and came up with ten names, and then we put those ten names into a hat, and research department Josh picked the winner. And the winner is...
1: Miss Jenna Arthur.
2: Woo! We... Congratulations.
0: Congratulations.
2: Congratulations. You are going to the show. Hey snaps for Jenna, snaps snaps for for Jenna. Jenna. <laughs>
0: Woo! All right, that was a long time coming. Long uh, everybody, time coming. everybody who did enter, thank you again for mm-hmm. uh, for following the show. We hope you stick around and and continue to listening to episodes yeah, we'll in the have, future.
2: You know, we'll try and have some more giveaways. Oh, we we're we're just... definitely
0: going to do some more giveaways. Oh, that's hundred yeah. percent going to happen. Um, we'll we'll link up with our friends over at the fair much more. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all, they're always doing fun stuff over at the Ugh. Cooney County yeah. Fairgrounds. Um, in fact, Molly, uh, recently I learned that uh, we've got a we've got a comic con. ...to go to here soon at the Kootenai County Fairgrounds.
2: Oh, my goodness gracious mm-hmm, sakes. Mm-hmm, I didn't know.
0: Mm-hmm. So well wow. that's something something to look forward to. Put on to. my list. There you go. All right. So uh, without further ado, uh, long-time, li- well, not long-time listeners, but semi-long-time listeners of the show might recall that uh, semi-recently we did an 80s North Idaho Now Jam playlist. Right, right. Uh, our top, Our top, uh, I guess it would be our top, each one of us did a top ten list of our top eighty songs, making like a thirty thirty list. Right, uh, it,
2: seems for... like, it seems like when we did that one, it was like it was supposed to be quintessential eighties playlist. Yes. This time, we've done. Like right, like, like it's like
1: your it's the '90s songs that speak
2: that to your speak, soul. Yes, the speak whether because we That's did. That's accurate. Mine's so very biased. So. I was I was born in 1990, and so I do feel like I mean, you know, of course, there was a couple years where we maybe did, we you're did not.
0: Ta- uh, we did take criticism from our supreme overlord Clint Schroeder that uh, it was very apparent that we were not born in the '80s.
2: Well, oh. Josh, I was gonna say. I know, Josh. Josh. He was
0: technically there. Josh got rave reviews. Josh you, got get, rave you get a reviews. seat on the council, but you're not granted the rank of master. No, Josh
2: got rave reviews. <laughs> selections. Yes. Got rave
0: reviews.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. All so right. So for
2: the '90s, we thought maybe we were. I mean, I do right. Uh, I mean, these songs. These songs might
0: not be the the, the top Billboard songs. Well, so
2: chances. Some of them are. Chance keeps saying we aren't going to like his list. You guys so are I'm not going like to like my list. There's no way. All right. Um, you guys are we just roll going, your eyes a lot. And these are not; these are not ranked. We just, nope. we just made our top ten. Yep. Songs. Kind of them down
0: as we went. Uh,
1: Josh, why don't you start us off? Am I doing all of them,
0: or are we just doing one at a Let's time? Let's do one at a time, but we'll we'll try to keep so it, keep up the pace. So before
1: I before I go into my list, I'm going to give you four that just missed the cut. No diggity by Blackstreet. Okay. Blue by Eiffel 65. Okay. That well, song you could not escape and still really can't. These
2: are two that are on my list, mm-hmm. so thanks.
1: Mbop mm-hmm. mm-hmm. by Hanson. Not on
2: my list, but yes.
1: And Butterfly by Crazy Town. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, so kicking off my list 1991. Before, uh, I think this was before she transitioned into uh, more religious music, mm-hmm. but Amy Grant released the song Baby Baby. And it is a banger.
2: Oh, baby, baby.
3: Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. All right.
0: I remember this. So this was, uh, to to clarify here, uh, while I am definitely a 90s kid, uh, I I took a lot of pride in my early years of not being a 90s kid. Uh, I refused to listen to, like music that was in at the time yeah, I, I was, was i was, was one of those easy. insufferable people yeah a
2: country edgy perhaps well, even at or... the no
0: even at the time i refused to listen to country even though i secretly Whoa. liked like i was a closet country fan oh boy um, oh boy so, but now now i'm uh, it's it's I'm definitely there uh that being said my uh the first one that i wrote down immediately was the very first cd i ever listened to that i owned uh hit me baby one more time
1: by britney spears mm, that's a great song. funny
2: enough also one of my first cds yeah. of course it I... was it
1: Did was you guys have the poster that came on the inside. Uh, of course, I had the poster. Yeah, you yeah. unfolded the CD case. You
2: got a beautiful you had a Britney
1: poster. Oh yeah, that my headmaster at the Silverlight Christian Academy Ooh. did not love. Mm. That it was taped mm. to the other side of my desk. Weird. Oh
0: darn it. Weird how, darn. That, darn. Weird how
1: that worked. Uh, yeah, right <laughs>
0: next to my my two CDs. It was, it was Britney Spears, quickly followed by uh, Queen's Greatest Hits. Oh, okay. So,
1: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Molly? Where you uh,
2: so, going kind of in that vein, because, right, my first two CDs were Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Mm. So, picking a favorite Christina Aguilera is a tough one. I went with Come On Over. Mm. Come okay. On Over. Yeah. Come yes. On yes. Over, baby. Great song. Yeah.
1: Only the way she can sing it. Oh, yeah. That yep. big voice.
2: She's got, I do love Christina's voice. It's pretty
1: good. Yes. Uh, my next song is the uh, Male Strippers Anthem Pony. By genuine. By genuine, yeah, yeah. Oh, Woo, yes. baby! That song comes on now, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Well, I better go find the uh, slickest floor right? out here because I'm about to be doing some some stripper slide We're moves." we dancing, gotcha.
2: oh, oh yeah! I just rem-
0: I just remember that episode from Parks and Rec. Who's genuine? Genuine is genuine. <laughs> genuine is genuine. Genuine <laughs> genuine.
1: Why do you have genuine's gold record on your wall? <laughs> genuine, genuine is genuine. <laughs> Three oh no no's, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a
0: great show, okay. Um, I'm gonna go uh, pretty stereotypical here on this one because it is arguably one of the best 90s songs. Uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by uh, by Nirvana,
1: also on my list, yeah.
0: It's uh, it's you can't not have it. It's, I think, it it, it almost because it was early 90s, it almost defined you know that kind of yeah, moving yeah. on
1: from there. And Enjoy reading the lyrics because I make. Very little songs. I neither, neither,
0: neither does any Bob <laughs>
1: Dylan songs, but mosquito, my libido, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, um, I'm gonna keep with the with the pop, and I did add on some Backstreet Boys. Mm. I want it that way.
0: Mm. Yep. Yeah,
2: you do. I want it that way. I would. Way. I would have been upset.
0: Maybe I would have been upset if, if. Oh, and nothing
2: but a heartache. No! Nothing but a mistake. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, the Backstreet Boys. Um, I was
0: just thinking of uh, um, 9-9, uh, the uh, the show. Brooklyn 9-9, where they make them sing it in the... Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. yeah.
1: Uh, I'll stick with pop, too. And we just okay. actually bumped this through the office. Uh, I Love You by Donna Lewis. Good song. Yep. It's so good. It's, it's a really, good song. I mean... And uh, it just that song slaps. It, it in my really does. It's a good
0: song. It's a good song. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, this was a tough call because there are this this artist has many hits in the '90s. Um, I'm gonna go with "Any Man of Mine" by Shania Twain, mm. but but it's but it, there's. Who's better your boots been under? I mean, like we could we could go on and on and on about Shania Twain hits. I could honestly put three or four of her songs in my list. I won't do that because I gotta get to other stuff, but I'll go I'll go with any man of mine.
2: Nice. Okay. okay, okay. That don't
0: impress me much, could even, you know. If that
2: don't impress me much is pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um let's go with I just saw them in concert. Yeah. Iris. By Goo Goo Dolls. Yes. And I'll tell you, when this song started, my friend and I, who were there, I mean, just started hugging each other and crying. Because, I mean, part of it was like... The nostalgia the factor. The nostalgia yeah. factor, right? But just, it is such a beautiful song. Oh, he nails it. He, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was incredible. That's I awesome. have yeah. another one
1: that hits the sentimental vibe for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... The the band is live, Mm -hmm. and the song is I Alone. Mm -hmm. Now, I almost Mm -hmm. went with Hold Me Up. Because technically it is part of this album, but they did not release it on this album mm. until they released the special edition. Yeah. We like were thirty we, years late. We were
0: really strict about our '90s. Like there were a couple songs I had for the 2000s so that didn't make it. It
1: is a part of the Throwing Copper album, which came out in 1994, but they didn't release it until they released the special edition. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Hold Me Up gets bumped. I Alone gets added. And if All you've right. not heard this song, it is. As 90s as it gets. Okay. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. Not a bad
0: thing. All right, moving on. Uh, had to be on this list. Uh, I, I've jammed to this a lot. Into, uh, shout out to my uh, high school buddy and walking mate from high school, JJ. Uh, One Week by the very Bear Ma- Bear Naked Ladies. Oh, uh, okay. This song had to be on here. That's my uh, to this, I, I think I've listened to this song probably a million times, and I still Music. don't completely know chicken the words. Chicken
2: in China, the Chinese Chines chicken, chicken, you have a brain
0: and your brain starts yeah. The next yeah. Of the <laughs> so, yeah. But then when he starts talking real fast, you're just kind of like a <laughs> 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 <gasps> It reminds me of American Pie. Mm. Yeah, so okay. Valid. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's fair.
2: That's mm-hmm. All righty. We've got Only Happy When It Rains by
1: Garbage. There's something
2: about Shirley Manson that Oh, she speaks to me. <laughs> you're,
1: not, you're not wrong. Nope. Uh, we're gonna go with the slow dance anthem of the nineties. Oh. And this is Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Okay. This whole album. Ooh. This whole album is a is if you want you to all a uh, Savage Garden. It's a trip. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have this, you get I Want You, Tears yeah. of Pearls, mm. so many things on that album. It's a good album. But I remember uh People tried to like make Truly Madly Deeply about something. Like They tried to change the meaning so that like they didn't feel as guilty about liking such a secular, sexual song. Mm. We all know what it means.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, most, most songs do have that, have that. All right, moving on. Uh, arguably, the 90s country anthem uh, came out early on. Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. Ooh. Uh, this is the end-of-the-night song that you blare. Uh, I, I was, um, my dad actually used to be a bouncer in one, in, in another mm-hmm. life. And, uh, to get everybody to leave, they
1: would f- play Friends in Low Places. I didn't know where you were going with this. I thought you might go like Neon Moon there.
0: Mm. Uh Neon, it's, again, like, so this is, the 90s country is so very close to me. There are so many great songs in it. Uh, Friends in Low Places, I feel like, is, is the number one. But, uh, I mean, you've got a lot of runners-up yeah. on there. But Friends in Low Places has to what be. On it the has side.
2: to be. Um, all right. Kind of going. I've realized that I, I then start to go kind of grunge. We've mm. got Criminal by Fiona Apple. Ooh. Oh, my. You watched that music video and whew, like she's...
1: yeah When she was Fiona Sapling. Yeah. Really right. Happening.
2: Little Fiona mm, yeah. Apple. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So I had my next one was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll skip one ahead, and we will go to You Oughta to Know by Alanis Morissette. Yes. You oughta to Know. Mm-hmm. The song... That whole album, so "Jagged Little Pill," Ugh. was like a revenge album.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, for all those of you familiar with the show Full House, you yep. had you know Danny Tanner, yeah, yeah, yeah. you had Hot Uncle Jesse, mm-hmm. John Stamos, and
2: then, and then Dave
1: Coulier was had Uncle Joey,
2: Dave Coulier,
1: who apparently rocked Alanis Morissette's world so much
2: she had to that write a she, revenge album. She
1: wrote a revenge album that is rather explicit. Kinda of yeah, love those. It, it leads me to believe that Dave Coulier might have made a mistake by breaking. By it breaking off. I it's feel
2: like I, I feel like he made I mean it sounds
1: like his movie theater trips were never the same. No. I I probably would have no. stuck around with <laughs> Well, oh, God.
2: <laughs> Alright,
1: uh catch
0: catch uh catch on if you've seen a trend here. Uh gonna go with Alan Jackson's
1: Chattahoochee. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yes. Cause right Way now, it, Cause right night. now, it's hotter than a hoochie coochie
1: outside. <laughs> oh my gosh. never knew that much the muddy waters. Meant to me, me.
0: <laughs> it is. That is exactly what it is, right. and that is. Yep. And it makes it makes me happy. Good, it's not good. A dragging country. Yes, and not it makes and it makes me country. smile from ear to ear. <laughs>
2: Alright, another kind of grunge one. Creep by Radiohead. Oh, you really I really am a grunge my fan. My wife I really...
1: loves that song.
2: Oh, I love some,
1: Creep. In light of recent events uh-huh. with the two of you, that does not surprise me. <laughs> I just, I just start so, hanging out. And, oh, look, you're kindred There's script. some similarities. Crazy. Uh, I'm going to hit Two Princes by The Spin Doctors. Ooh, yes. And that, that, I feel like that was almost in every single... Like every single '90s teen movie uh-huh. has that sure. song sure. in there, or at least mm-hmm. that the the kind of the the drum, the snare drum right. intro, uh-huh. and then you might not get the words, but it was like a montage as they Like The camera's panning right. up to a high school as you know, kids but, with oh, like, yeah. metal ball necklaces and oh, spiky yeah. blonde hair. Nickel- Nickelodeon would have definitely yeah,
0: used yeah. liberal use of that, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, oh, I'll switch it up here because i got a couple more countries, so I'm going to alternate them out. Uh, going with All-Star.
2: See, I almost put... Oh, I, songs I, that you I, can't I
0: Yeah, you can't Yeah, you cannot because, escape. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, now you're an All-Star. Oh, oh, Smash yeah. Mouth. Oh, so
1: uh, it's the Rick Roll of the
0: 90s. Well, it, it was, and uh, Shrek had a lot to do with uh, its yep. popularity oh, later yeah. after that. So, uh, oh, the, Shrek had a lot to do with a lot of Smash
1: Mouth's popularity. Right. Well, <laughs> well, I was
0: joking. I... I Talking about early CDs that I owned, the Shrek movie
1: soundtrack—it's <laughs> on par with the Bodyguard. It's real. It's it's good. When you think if you're, you think movie soundtracks, you have to think Smash Mouth and Shrek to Whitney Houston and the Bodyguard. Yeah, it's jarring, well, yeah, but it's not but not accurate. If you're looking
0: for some good feel good music, like go pick up the Shrek mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. It's great.
2: It's pretty good. Yep. Uh so the I have three left, but two of them, Josh said. Uh so Blackstreet, no diggity.
0: It's really yep, good. yep, yep,
2: yep. Blue, uh Eiffel sixty-five is just so uh, another one of those mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. stuck in our heads forever. Last one that I have, uh we were just listening to it. I had to add it, the Bad Touch, Bloodhound Gang, has such a hold over me. <laughs> well
1: done. We call this the so, active diggity.
2: Right. Uh, my parents did not love me listening to that song. If you listen to it, I'm sure you will understand why they didn't want nine year old Molly listening to "You and Me, Baby Ain't Nothing But Mammals."
1: Sounds still not entirely sure what kind of love they're talking about that requires cleaning up with a mop and bucket. Don't I sure. know? Don't no, no idea. No clue. Not Maybe positive. I'll Google it. Yeah, perhaps. Go
2: ahead, Google it while we're reading the news.
1: <laughs> right. uh, so I've got two left. Yep. I've got "The Freshman" by The Verve Pipe.
2: Ooh, okay. Uh-huh. Which uh, uh-huh. is an
1: incredibly depressing it's song.
2: Sad. It that is very sad. That is such
1: a sad song. Yeah. And then I'm going to wrap my list up Kay. with a song that's ironic because it was on an album entitled 2001. But it came out in 1999. Mm. Okay. And the song is Forget About Dre by Dr. Dre featuring Eminem. Ah. Uh,
0: okay. So Eminem didn't really, I mean, was, was Eminem doesn't classify as 90s, does he? Oh, yeah. He, he does? Was he was like, end yeah. The tail end. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Real tail end. I believe, okay.
1: the, I believe the Marshall Mathers LP came out.
2: That's 2000, is what this is. It was is 2000. Showing. Okay.
0: So Eminem just missed the cut on this. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, but All not but '90s kids, but '90s kids are gonna love Eminem. i us do some research so. here. Well, you give us. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. Okay, so I got three because none of your guys is surprisingly didn't cross over to mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll alternate here. So uh, I've got Tim McGraw's. I like mm-hmm. it. I love it. I like it. I love it. It's it, anytime any time you know you're driving around, you're hearing a cla- you know a country radio station good chance that in especially around the county fair time uh mm. you're gonna start hearing i spent 48 dollars last night at the county fair <laughs> uh throw it out my shoulder yeah so uh that's a that's a that's you know you can't throw in without 90 uh 90s country talking about that uh surprised to hear this song was in here enter sandman 90 yeah. 91 yep Yep. Uh, throwing in throwing in a little heavy rock there. Uh, Enter Sandman, solid song. Great, great Jim song.
1: Uh, so I I misspoke. The Marshall Mathers LP was the Slim Shady okay. LP. Okay, okay, was was, was which had My Name Is, mm. which
0: right. okay yeah. So So oh, honor- so okay, honorable hi. mention. We'll need to throw that yeah. in there. Right, yeah.
1: because Eminem. We've got to yeah. M&M's We've got some overlap. Somebody put that on their list. That makes sense. Eminem's Touch. Yes. In the music realm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is probably one of the few people from the 90s that is still yep. checking boxes today. Yep. Right. I think the rapper of the game. Over the weekend, released a 10 minute long dish track about Eminem. Oh my god, I don't even think Eminem's responding to because he doesn't have to, but right. he doesn't even know who that is. People use Eminem as a way to stay relevant, right? Mm. Making shots at him, right? Very ill advised, yeah. It's very ill-advised. yeah, Not very
2: ill advised. Ill-advised. He needs like,
1: <laughs> like two chopsticks and like a, a baggie of salt, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, this is a good beat. Now let me talk let me about let me him. ruin Take your life, me yeah. rip you apart. Let me tell you that really not good at your job yeah and
0: yeah I'm super good at and job. i'm gonna and i'm gonna say it really fast in a short amount of time yeah you know? right. uh i'll end it with uh because y- y- you gotta have a boogie and it's gotta be a boot scootin
1: oh no
0: you don't it's gotta be the boot scootin boogie it's a hard pass it's it's a it's a it's <laughs> You're the greatest
2: come on well, man, baby let's, let's go, go
0: boot so maybe, maybe i'm just in, i'm already in i'm in the mindset of the fair already so
1: i'm surprised Grundy County Auction by John Michael Montgomery. It's it's up
0: there. That's a good song. On my heart, it was no contest with the red lips, don't air blue eyes. I'm about to do my heart goodbye. Yeah, great song. Okay, this is a solid list, gang. Wow. As with the
1: last one... I hope Brad in production. Brad Oliver. We will get a hold of Brad in production to make sure he listens to this. He needs some input. He was very... Both... Enamored with and critical of the '80s playlists, yes. mm-hmm. um, as he and I efficiently sipped our wine. Yes, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> happy happy belated birthday! I clan. feel
1: like I feel like Brad is my uh, my musical sherpa now. Okay, all musical right, musical and wine, right?
0: Sherpa. Speaking go. of Brad, Brad's also going to the comic con, so.
2: Ooh,
1: there you go. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Big video. He has his own Twitch. Nice. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, uh, the the 90s, research
2: department is the
1: essential nineties. The essential or the I'll, I'll come up with the title. Okay. For yeah. We'll have it up. Uh, what in the bio for the episode? Yep. Cool. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Check
0: it out in the bio for the episode, and we'll you. also put, make a post on the uh, on the North Idaho Now Facebook page. Beautiful. Uh, thanks for having fun with this gang. Uh, if you guys did not want to, if you Research guys didn't want to have a trip down memory lane on your '90s stuff, just uh, feel free to skip ahead. Uh, we'll No, always...
2: uh, I no you or don't, don't. Yeah, Molly, Molly, I don't know doesn't. what chances. Okay, telling mind. you to do. Yeah, don't, skip never mind. Ahead. I apologize. goodness, you got to listen to all of it.
0: Oh God! Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Uh, if what if you do want listeners
2: to do, if you
0: do want to uh, skip ahead, uh, despite Molly's stern warning, um, uh, you check out the show notes and all the time indexes are in there, so you can jump no, right ahead. Don't do it. No,
2: yeah. listen to the whole thing. God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some Cordelein Post Falls Press headlines. Starting with a Wednesday, August seventeenth headline: Council changes prayer policy.
2: Okay,
0: right, right into it, Molly. Right
2: into it. This Love by Bill
0: the Coeur City Council on Tuesday voted unanimously to open up invocations before meetings to any non faith-based organization within the city of Coeur d'Alene. The change will start with the new fiscal year on October 1st. There will be a lottery system, rather than registration, to determine who says the prayer. The decision ends a long-running practice of having Christian pastors only provide the opening prayers, as scheduled by the Kootenai County Ministerial Association. Quote, Thank you for opening invocations to all, Resident Cecil Kelly told the council. He added that he has that he has had witches as friends. I bet Quote they Paul Van Noy is are not are
2: very good happy about
0: that. Paul, Paul Van Noy is not happy about mm-hmm. that at all. Mm-hmm. After the meeting, Kelly said they might like to give the invocation. Councilman Woody McEvers said he wasn't sure what, quote, nonprofit faith-based meant. Quote, but, feels it is, uh, but if it feels good, let's go with it, he said. One mm. woman warned the council against, quote, Christian nationalism and said she was, quote, feeling unsafe for much of the community, for our community because of because of it right now. Laura Tennyson said she supported the vocation lottery system. She requested the council establish a format wherein all religions and faith are given an opportunity to represent Coeur d'Alene. She said, although there are two or three dominant denominations in the area, there are many smaller faiths. Quote, I would like to hope to see a situation where Coeur d'Alene does everything they can to ensure that we come off as a welcoming community, Tennyson said. Adding later, quote, not just those who are like us or go to the same church as us. Richard Dance with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said that they have eight congregations in city limits and 30 in the county, but he said they would only submit one for the prayer lottery to allow for diversity. Quote, it would seem unfair if we put 30 names into the lottery, he said. Dan said the LDS Church is guided by 13 articles of faith written in 1842. Uh, let's see here, moving a little along. The invocation before the council meetings has been the subject of debate since the earlier this year. The Kooten- Kootenai County Ministerial Association, a Christian organization, has long handled the scheduling of who gave the prayer. In a change, the city established an online sign-up system open to all faiths, but Christian pastors soon filled all the prayer slots for the rest of the year. Under the new system, those wishing to be in the lottery will have about 30 days to register. Councilman Dan English said he liked, quote, the evolution of the process and compared the lottery to, casting, to the casting of lots, which is mentioned often in the Old Testament. Councilman Dan Gookin said the Coeur d'Alene tribe will be extended an in invitation to give the opening prayer at least once. McEver said the lottery system seemed to be a good, like a good idea, but he noted that some faiths such as Catholic have more than one church in the city. Quote, can I get it stacked? He, said, he asked. Gukin said Mormons and Catholics are the largest denomination in the area. He said to be fair to citizens, it would uh, go to be refreshing to let them give the invocation. No Christian pastors addressed the council on Tuesday, uh, on on the issue Tuesday, to argue against the new prayer policy.
2: Okie dokie. Yeah,
0: um, well, if you've been, if you really care about that and been following along, there, there you
2: go. We've got a lottery system, so. Mm -hmm.
0: Glad glad we sorted that very huge, major, (laughs) life-altering message, or issue done.
2: Well, we'll see. Uh We'll see if it's done. Uh It seems to me like it might still be going. Uh Leap of Faith. This is by Kate Thornbrew. When the young man she'd met on Facebook asked her for money to buy medicine for a child sick with malaria, Verno Dino was skeptical. The young man, who goes by his surname Kakembo, said he ran an orphanage in Mitanya, a town in the central region of Uganda. He cared for more than thirty children, ranging from toddlers to young teens. Though he was only in his early twenties himself, Kakembo was desperate for help to save the dying child. Quote, Yet he was so humble and said, "I'll just leave it to God." Dino said that pulled on my heart. She took a leap of faith and sent enough money to pay for the child's medical treatment. The child recovered, but Dino learned that K- Kakembo had medical problems of his own. After getting documentation from the local hospital, Dino and her husband, Bob, agreed to pay for his treatment. Family worried that Dinos were being scammed, but the Hayden couple continued to communicate with Kakembo. They first connected about a year ago through a mutual Facebook friend. Orphaned at a young age, Kakembo and his brother, Joseph, were taken in by a pastor who raised them as his sons. The brothers often brought home other orphaned children who they met on the street, As adults, they opened an orphanage, which they called Blessed Hope. But when a new owner purchased the building, the brothers and children faced eviction. Dino said she and her husband knew what they had to do. The couple gave Kakembo the money to purchase a small plot of land where he could grow crops and to build a permanent orphanage. The funds accounted for much of their life savings. Dino recently returned from an emotional week-long trip to Uganda. Despite her husband's concern, she made the journey alone. When she landed at Intembi International Airport, Kakembo and Joseph were there. It didn't feel like a first meeting. Quote, "I loved him so much already," she said. I grabbed him and hugged him and he cried and grabbed Joseph. There were no barriers at all emotionally. The brothers called her mom, Dino said, and she describes them as her sons in Christ. She and her husband hoped to help put the children through school. They'd also like to build a well on the property so the children will have access to clean water that they don't have to boil. Those dreams may become reality, all because Dino took a chance on a stranger she met online. To learn more about Blessed Hope Orphanage, email verna-r-dino at yahoo.com. Oh,
0: what a nice story. Nice story. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Moving on. Thursday, August 18th headlines Prairie Trail to Grow. This is by Bill Bealey. The three-mile-long Prairie Trail comes to an abrupt end at Hutter Road. Go no farther. Turn around. That should change next year. The Coeur City Council on Tuesday unanimously accepted a $250,000 no-match grant to help fund extending the Prairie Trail just more than a mile to Meyer Road. Monty McHughley Trails Coordinator for the City of Coeur d'Alene said discussions about extending the trail have been long it, have long been in the works. He said Post Falls and the county plan to connect the trail where the City of Coeur d'Alene ends with Highway 41, reaching Post Falls and Rathrum. Combined with the North Idaho Centennial Trail that stretches from the state line through Coeur to Higgins Point, it will create a vast trail network linking cities, schools, businesses, and parks. The Prairie Trail was constructed in 2008 through the combined efforts of the, of the city, Ignite CDA, the Croc Center, and the North Idaho Centennial Trail Foundation. It initially covered four miles from Baby, uh, Beebe Boulevard to Hutter Road, but the first mile was later designated as the Centennial Trail. Since then, the trail has become increasingly popular and is used by bikers, runners, and walkers. There's a bit of history as to how Coeur d'Alene came to own the stretch of land outside the city limits. The section of Old Railroad Line, which extends 1.16 miles from Hutter to Meyer, came to ignite CDA through a series of loans and defaults and was eventually gifted to the city due to a land swap between the railroad and the Centennial Trail Foundation. Quote, It still belongs to us, McCulley said. The project will also involve adding a flashing beacon and crosswalk to Hutter Road to increase safety, as more children are expected to use it. There are six schools adjacent to the trail, and two more are planned. The area is also part of a future Hutter bypass and planned development for an additional 5,000 homes to the southwest. Well, in the future, we will partner with the other municipalities to extend the trail even further to help create safe connections for future development, according to a city outline. The project is estimated to cost $184,000 for gravel base and asphalt, $100,000 for earthwork and subgrading, and $10,000 for the flashing beacon and signs. The city plans to go bid on in March and begin construction next summer. Council members were pleased with the plan outlined by McEaly. Quote, So many of us in the city and the county use these trails," said Councilwoman Christy Wood. "They're a way of life in North Idaho. Quote, This is really exciting. We're going to extend all the way out there to Meyer. All right. Sounds good. Always- somebody, as somebody who takes advantage of both the the Trail of the Cordilleras mm-hmm. and the Centennial Trail, uh, extending a trail is never right. a bad. thing. No, I agree. Gonna do some more rollerblading. <laughs>
2: Alright, Hayden City Council mixed on ballot language. Hayden uh oh, this is by Devin Weeks. Mm-hmm. Hayden Mayor Scott Forsell broke the tie of a mixed Hayden City Council during a special meeting Tuesday evening. The vote was 2-2 to approve the language for a ballot that will ask voters to decide on whether to raise taxes through an override levy to pay for increased law enforcement in the city. Forsell's tiebreaker brought the tally to 3-2. Councilman Ed DePriest motioned to approve the ballot language to increase the base budget from $1,841,019 to $2,438,862. A difference of $597,843. Lots of
0: numbers in this story. Uh, Crushed it. Definitely go go check out the rest of it uh, if you're looking for the, the. The motion
2: was seconded by Councilman Roger Sederfield.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, if you're if you're interested in all the details on that, I, I definitely recommend going and checking out this full, full story.
2: Are you saying that you took some stuff out of this story?
0: I did. Hmm.
2: Chance didn't want me to read a bunch of
0: numbers. I thought I, I did
2: pretty well. I was trying that was to say read. I
0: was trying to save both you and me a lot I of app- headaches. I
2: do appreciate because it, I it. didn't
0: I, I didn't necessarily know who was going to be reading it so. <laughs> And I just knew that either one very, of us didn't very, want it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I
2: mean, I just was very proud of myself for saying three numbers. I'm sure listeners so I'm don't even want to hear us
0: read a set of numbers. Like there's, there probably <laughs> there's probably a lot of people that are like, wow, it sounds like he's reading the phone book. Like I don't. One I don't
2: million need this. eight hundred forty-one. One, one million dollars. Dollars. I, it just makes me sad because I, you know, might never see that money in my life. No, never. <laughs> I will mean, never, never Probably never.
0: no. <laughs> Moving on. Friday, August nineteenth. Headlines. Riley. Wrong time for fire district override levy. Ooh. This by Bill Beale. After six override levy defeats in 10 years, the most recent of a uh, recent a $2 million proposal in November, Northern Lakes Fire District Chief Pat Riley is not proposing another one. At least, not now. Quote, believe me, this is not a pitch for an override levy at all. He told about 25 members of the Rathburn Chamber of Commerce on Thursday at Shepherd of the Hills Lutheran Church. Quote, not doing it. No, we're not going there. We're not there. This is definitely the most wrong time. Oh,
2: goodness. It's, okay. All right. Woo.
0: So I I think he's pretty resolute in this. Uh, I think so. Instead, he hopes the district will be successful in its application for a federal grant that would fund 12 firefighters for three years. They are in the final stage of his applying for a grant through Staffing for Adequate Fire and Emergency Response Grants, or SAFER, a program created to provide funding for fire departments and volunteer firefighter organizations. Riley said said when the district's formed in 2000, it received about 670 calls a year. Last year, it received about 6,500 calls at stations in Hayden and Rathdrum. The district covers about 108 square miles that includes Hayden, Rathdrum, and Twin Lakes with a combined population of more than 60,000 residents. Northern Lakes Fire has 36 full-time firefighters and EMTs its, currently sta- its current staffing is 13 on duty per day, uh, per day maximum and minimal staffing of 9. They are split between the two stations. A third station is needed Riley said and plans are to build one in Garwood at the location of an old storage building. Quote We have held levy override elections several times we were unsuccessful. He wrote He said, Rathram has enacted impact fees that will benefit the fire district, and Hayden is expected to do the same. Quote, this is not a tax. And two, this is not meant to punish anybody, Riley said. This is the fair share that the growth coming in will pay to offset, manage, and pay for itself for the increase on the demand of the infrastructure. That's the whole reason I'm doing this. Riley said, if they are successful in landing the federal grant and add 12 firefighters, a challenge awaits when the grant funds run out after three years quote, well, we're, we're going to be at a tough crossroads when, then, when the, we're there, I'm going to be coming to the public and asking for an override levy to cover that, he said. We pay for the first three years, and if I'm not successful in a permanent override levy, I have to lay off 12 people and close a brand new fire station. Mm-hmm. Riley said he can't stop growth, nor does he want to, but he can't let people know that the new developments may not have the fire protection response and t- response time they would like considering the district's current staffing and a higher number of service calls. Riley said the most natural thing, uh, thing would be to put more units on the street, quote, but do it manageably and do it smart. This isn't a political speech, he continued. Be responsible with the taxpayer money and things will work out. Don't. And they won't. Okay.
2: All righty. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, teacher accused of having inappropriate relationship with student. Uh, this is by Kay Thornbrew. A Lake City High School teacher is accused of having a sexual relationship with a former student. William J. Kalon, 48, of Hayden, is charged with lewd conduct with a minor under the age of 16. Oh. A felony punishable by up to life in prison. Kalon turned himself in late Wednesday after a judge issued a 100000 warrant for his arrest. The inappropriate relationship allegedly began in 2012 and lasted for several years while the student attended Lake City High School. Coeur City Police said they learned of the relationship in July and worked closely with the Coeur School District to investigate. Police interviewed the former student and others before obtaining an arrest warrant. The district has placed Kalon on administrative leave pending the outcome of legal proceedings. He has been a teacher at Lake City since 2003. Last year, he taught a web design-slash-development course and a computer science-slash-programming course. The former student, who is now an adult, told police that Kalon engaged in sexual activity with her on multiple occasions when she was between the ages of 15 and 18. She told investigators Kaylon first began paying attention to her during freshman year, when she was facing difficulties in her home life and made her feel as though he cared about her. He was flirtatious with her and allowed her to hang out in his classroom while she should have been in other classes, she told police. They allegedly communicated outside of school via email and Snapchat. I don't know. She reportedly said she did not want to engage in sexual activity with Kalon, but felt obligated to do so when they were alone together. The former student also told police she and Kalon exchanged nude photos while she was underage. A different former student reportedly told police that when she was 15, Kalon gave her money, invited her to his house on multiple occasions, and once slapped her rear. Yikes. Police obtained a copy of an email that corroborated some of the details she described, according to court documents. An investigation is ongoing, police said, and detectives believe Kalon may have committed additional crimes. Yeah. Police encourage anyone with information related to any inappropriate behavior involving Kalon to contact the Coeur Police Department. I
0: think we can safely say that if he did these things, yeah. definitely qualifies for scumbag title. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's never good.
0: No. All right, Molly, we're going to kick over to our interview with Excellent. IDT Public Information Specialist yeah, yeah. Megan Johns. Uh so you can guys get the 411 on all the traffic that's going on up here in North mm-hmm. Idaho. So you can plan your route accordingly and get to where you're going mm-hmm. in a timely manner. Let's kick on over to that. Megan, thanks for coming on the show once again.
3: Thanks for having us. Chance glad to be back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh you have a, you've had a busy week this week. I mean, obviously ITD crews lots of construction going on, but uh you had a you had a special guest visitor up here recently.
3: Yes, we did. Governor Little joined us on Tuesday earlier this week in Post Falls to have a formal groundbreaking for the I-9041 interchange.
0: Wow.
3: Pretty significant project, and it earned quite the guest list.
0: That's awesome. Uh, How are things going with that, by the way?
3: You know, we're getting into our groove with projects as big as this. You have a lot of moving pieces, and I feel like it really takes that first month of construction for everyone to settle in, but we're now slowing traffic during the day and taking lanes at night, and I think people are starting to get used to the fact we're going to be here for a while.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, do you ever really get used to it? Maybe <laughs> well, maybe if you <laughs> if you do something enough, it becomes normal, if that makes any sense.
3: Oh, yes. Yes. Now. And we certainly want drivers, though, to like not get used to it in the sense that they stop looking for changes and signage and what they should be doing. So
0: makes sense. Use
3: this planning extra time, but per- hopefully still paying attention.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So for our uh, for what we're going to do now, I guess a, a monthly traffic update. Let's uh, let's start. I think we and I talked about just just hitting all the, pro- the fun projects uh, on I-90 from from state line to state line. How about that?
3: Yeah, and really, most of the action is east of Coeur d'Alene. Of course, we have that 41 interchange in Post Falls, but we're really not affecting lanes during the day when people are traveling. It's just reducing the speed. So it's really once you get east of Coeur Lane that the action really kicks up.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's been as, as somebody who's been driving back and forth between uh, Post Falls and Osborne a lot recently. Uh, I definitely, I definitely feel the pain.
3: Yes, and we've got traffic shifted all over the place depending on the project. You could be in one set of lanes in one project and crossed over to the other side. So it's really important that drivers are paying attention this summer.
0: Paying attention and uh, heading out early to to beat the traffic.
3: Oh, yes, definitely. It's never a bad idea to plan extra time.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I learned it the hard way. Uh, all it takes is one accident near these, these zones and uh, traffic goes back you know, a couple cities.
3: <laughs> yes. And I mean, we saw that with that, unfortunately, fatal crash um, near Wallace and Mullen on that job. And it backed up traffic significantly. It took several hours to recover. And of course, you know, someone died. Right. So that's why just important to pay attention in those work zones.
0: Absolutely. So um, we're talking, we're, we're, we'll we're we'll start with East of Lane. d'Alene. Um, there's something going on near Fernand, correct?
3: Fernand, you know, you might have stumped me with that one. I was thinking closer to Fourth of July.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there's uh, single lane traffic down uh, around like the Fernan exit in that area.
3: Oh, you know what? We are doing some bridges, kind of, I'll say, hodgepodge all over the place, spread out on I ninety. Okay. On um, this typical maintenance work, but yeah, some of them we do have some lanes closed, but they're really short work zones outside of that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so shouldn't shouldn't be taking too long on that one.
3: Yes, and much briefer than all the other projects. We're talking, you know, a couple weeks at each bridge as opposed to, you know, in the case of the bridges in Kellogg, that's a two-year project, so relatively right. right. seamless in the grand scheme, we hope.
0: Gotcha. Okay, that makes that makes sense. All right, so let's talk, uh, let's, let's head even further east. What do we got next?
3: Yeah, so I think it, the action kicks up at 4th um, of July Pass on the other side. we call it our cedars to dudley project but we got the speed limit dropped down to 45 miles per hour um working on just repaving so right now all traffic is on the westbound lanes so that we can work on the eastbound lanes and so you're going to be slowed down because we got workers working in the median of the freeway we have utilities moving around but that's going to be in place like that for a little longer and then when we're done with the eastbound side we got to switch to the westbound side so we're taking turns on a set of lanes over there
0: gotcha okay so so at the moment uh jumping over to that one side and then and then once that side's done jump back onto the other side
3: yes we're pretty predictable like that
0: perfect like phases of the moon (laughs) okay so moving moving even further down what else we got
3: yeah, so I think the most significant work zone next step would be in Kellogg, those two bridges at Division and Elizabeth. And we're working on just the eastbound bridges this year. It's a two-year job, so next year we'll be working on the westbound ones. It's been, I think, pretty mild so far in terms of impacts, but we are going to be setting girders here pretty soon. First at the Division bridge and girders are kind of horizontal beams that support the bridge deck which is what you drive on yep. and when we set those big heavy things over you know where the bridge is going to be we can't have traffic underneath so you will see us kind of periodically closing those side streets underneath the freeway as necessary to be safe
0: gotcha okay well we'll keep an eye out for that uh moving even further uh i think that next part's going to be up toward uh, wallace Mullen, right
3: Yes, and that work zone, I know we've been adding more and more signs that's really trying to get people to understand there's no passing in this work zone. We have um, no passing signs about every mile in the work zone now, and we've added more delineation to that center double yellow that you're not supposed to cross to just really make it even less tempting for drivers to do that. So we've been working on westbound. We're actually getting really close to wrapping up the westbound side, and we'll just flip to the eastbound side.
0: Perfect. Okay, well, it sounds like uh, the quicker that project's done, the better. Um, we've, uh, You and I, I mean, even going before all these uh, construction projects, you and I have been working several years together. We've talked about, you know, just on its own, Lookout Pass can be kind of a dangerous situation if not handled properly.
3: Yes, and we talk more in terms of winter and driving safe, but even in summer, we see drivers who maybe are traveling through the area, not used to this kind of terrain, and then when you throw in construction where things are shifting around and there's a lot of activity going on, you're just increasing the likelihood that, you know, someone misses something, gets overwhelmed, makes a poor decision, so we are, as always, anxious to get construction over.
0: Perfect, absolutely. Okay, uh bonus round. How about anything on US 95 that you got for us?
3: Oh, US 95. I'm trying to think uh the most active ongoing project would probably be at Granite Hill north of Athol. So, we talked about that last time. It's yep. still chugging along. It's going to wrap up here, you know, in the next month or two. We have a lot of paving left to do, and of course, we have tests that we um, force the contractor to go through to make sure that taxpayers are getting what they're paying for. And in this case, we're still working on the, the quality mix design so that we can get the highway paved and traffic back on it.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's good news. Um, what What's the time frame on that again?
3: Oh, it all depends on how well paving goes. So I'll put that caveat in there. But probably um, sometime in September though we could see work carry through October as well.
0: Perfect. Okay. Yeah. We, we just want to, we want to give motorists something to hope for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
3: There's, there's not much hope on I-90 um, until we get a couple more months down the road to see that activity die down. <laughs>
0: gotcha. Well, and I, I mean, I working out on those crews, I, you know, hats off to the guys that are out there. They're dealing with, with people that, you know, probably don't necessarily welcome their presence and it's hot. It's so hot out.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm just an office worker. Well, <laughs>
0: pavement oh i can i can definitely understand that all right megan anything else
3: you know i think that's just it um construction everywhere i'll say is a joke but um a lot of raps so (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: lots lots of lots of stuff going around even on the local level too little small small projects and that kind of thing
3: yeah, we're not the only game in town. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last last question for you: uh, How was? Did you get you got to meet uh, Governor Little, right?
3: I did, and you know, I actually got to mic him up and interview him myself. That was cool.
0: How how was that experience?
3: Oh, definitely a little bit like, wait, 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 I was just hosting the event. I wasn't supposed to be like working this part, but it it was good. You know, he really talks about investments and infrastructure. It's uh, time saving, you know, less time on the road means more time at home with our families. And I think we can all get behind that.
0: I I think we can. That's one of those Miss America things where everybody can get behind it. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Yes. Love that.
0: All right, Megan. That's it, I think, for for our for our latest uh, traffic report. So, thank you once again for coming on, and we'll look forward to you coming on again.
3: Yep. See you next time.
0: All right. Bye. Hecla Mining Company is a leading low-cost silver producer with operating silver mines in Alaska, Idaho, and Mexico, and is a growing gold producer with operating mines in Quebec, Canada, and Nevada. They are the largest primary silver producer in the U.S., responsible for one-third of the silver produced in our nation. Their philosophy is to operate mines safely by promoting a deeply rooted value-based culture, leveraging mining skills built over the company's long history, and by innovating new practices. To learn more about Hecla Mining Company, please visit heclamining.com. Jumps in two show show news press headlines for friday august 19th headline bocc approves ambulance district budget i wrote this one myself Few changes are in store for the Shoshone County Ambulance Service District 2022-2023 budget compared to the previous year. Reviewed and approved by the Board of County Commissioners on Tuesday, the fairly new Ambulance District is set to have $1,371,036.72 allocated to cover its yearly expenses. This amount is $9,597.30 lower than the 2021-2022 expense total of $1,380,634. Bruce Van Brookie, chair of the SCASD board, explained that the most notable changes to the new budget included pay raises and an expense for a new ambulance. Quote, We're looking at new contracts with the fire districts for raises and we're looking at updating a couple vehicles in the next year or so. SCASD was formed in June of 2020 following the discovery of the former Shoshone EMS Corp was not financially capable of carrying out the duties that they were tasked with. This prompted the county to to use funds to keep them afloat while a new solution was figured out. While the district is responsible for handling the county's EMS programs, contracts, and fiscal needs, the actual personnel manning the ambulances consists of members from Shoshone County Fire Districts 1 and 2. As such, SCASD does not directly pay ambulance workers such as EMTs and paramedics, but instead reimburses the district's. Both Shoshone County Fire District number one and two are in the final stages of labor negotiations with their respective unions. The 2022 2023 budget has a combined $644,415.55. I say that right? $644,415.55. Man, lots of numbers. Allocated for ambulance personnel from both districts. This figure was based on expected pay raises for EMTs and paramedics. Quote. We're trying to make the valley better by getting more paramedics, Van Brookie said. Maybe we can pay them enough to keep them here. The only other new expenditure compared to the previous year is a $260,000 allocated for a new ambulance. Quote, we're getting up there in the miles and years on on ours for liability, Van Brookie said. The goal is we try to rotate every other year and get a new ambulance, just for liability. Right now, we're sitting for five years since we've had a new one. Shoshone County EMS Corp. Uh, Van Brookie added that when comparing call numbers and expenses with the previous Shoshone County EMS Corp., the amounts have been nearly identical. With the small amount of the SCASD budget comes from grants, most come from tax dollars from Shoshone County residents. Okay. Yeah. Not big. Not big. Not too much news there.
2: Already hot damn.
0: That was a that was a great headline, Molly. Nice work on that.
2: Thank you. I uh-huh. might have gotten a little help from our research department. Mm, it was good. I'll be damned. Now, I... That was me.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
2: <laughs> I'll be damned. Molly be damned days are back in action. After taking a hiatus last year due to the 4,400-acre 4, deceitful wildfire that ran through the area, causing road closures and evacuations. The festival will be celebrated in the historic town of Murray, taking time to honor the local pioneer legend, Molly B. Dam, in a family-friendly atmosphere. Helping run the fistival- festival are Kippy and Eric Corta, who recently bought the Spragpole Bar, one of Shoshone County's oldest restaurants. Mm-hmm. Quote, we are so excited to have Molly B. Damn Days Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, said Kippy. The festival will kick off Friday afternoon with vendors making their way up the North Fork of the Coeur River and selling wares down the Main Street. Most of the events will be on Saturday with the parade... Listen closely, Chance. Mm. The parade lineup starting at 12.30 and the parade beginning at 1.00. We don't want to miss that. I, I might
0: miss out on that. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Quote, we will have the parade, live music, a bounce house, helicopter rides, a Tommy Gun raffle, and a car show. It's going to be a fun filled weekend. Yeah. The Dennis Funke Car Show will also be featured on Saturday, a show in remembrance of the well respected car aficionado Dennis Funke who passed away in 2016. He spent the later years of his life in Pritchard, a town next to Murray, and enjoyed riding four-wheelers and working on old cars. Registration for the car show is at 8 a.m. in Murray. Registration cost is $30, and the event proceeds will support the maintenance of the local town park and local volunteer fire department. Grab bags and dash plaques will be provided to the first 100 participants who register, and the winners will be announced around 4 p.m. The tradition of naming a Molly Be Damn Queen will continue with the girls, sponsored by local businesses, competing to see who can raise the most money for the event. It's also a tradition that the ladies running for the show title show up in their best madam outfit and show it off on the delegated float. The Molly Bidam Queen will be announced after the parade. After the eventful day, enjoy a drink and listen to country musician Bob McComb playing at the Spragpole Bar on Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Molly Dam Days will go all weekend in Murray from August 19th to 21st, starting Friday at 5 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m. The story of Molly Bee Dam will be featured in the Shoshone News Press publication, Valley Pop.
0: It's a doozy, everybody. Which will be
2: published at the end of each month, starting this August. It's a doozy. Keep it is Keep your eyes peeled for that.
0: Very exciting. Very exciting. Home and the lowest prices on all things outdoor since 1975, Black Sheep Sporting Goods is your one-stop shop for all your camping, fishing, hunting, and clothing needs. Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out Black Sheep's new location in the Silver Lake Mall. Be sure to also check out www.blacksheepidaho.com and receive free shipping on orders over $100. Black Sheep Sporting Goods, celebrating 45 years as your favorite sporting goods store. Ticks into... Bonner County Daily Bee headlines out of Sandpoint for Wednesday, August 17th. Confrontation at Camp Mm, Bay. Oh, boy. Oh, I I didn't know that there was any confrontation going on at Camp Bay. It's Mm. not like we've been reading about this for two months now. This is by Daniel Radford. A confrontation over a misunderstanding over an alleged beachfront in the Camp Bay area led to law enforcement being called to the disputed area. Oh no. Mm. On June 25th, Bonner County Sheriff's Office was contacted about a fight in progress on the easement for Cat Bay Road. Oh, we're at this point now in this. Yeah. Okay. Eyewitness video of the incident is provided on 50feet.net. The beach incident. <laughs> <laughs> the beach incident. That's what, the, that's what the headline should have the been, beach the beach incident,
2: incident,
0: as well as the recorded oh. 911 call and body cam footage, oh deputies defended public access, citing briefings from Bonner County Sheriff Daryl Wheeler, as well as the joint statement between Wheeler and Bonner County Prosecutor Lewis Marshall. The stretch of land in question is the road with width 50 feet across and extends from the artificial high water mark until the natural ordinary high water mark of Lake Ponderay. M3 developers asked the county to vacate the last half mile of Camp Bay Road in February of 2021, and the board voted in favor of the move later that month. The Arns filed suit last May after county commi- boundary ca- uh, Bonner County Commissioners rather, voted to vacate the final portion of the road, almost three acres of public property. The board said it was in the public's interest for the county to no longer have to maintain the 2,550 feet portion of the road. In their lawsuit, the couple challenged the decision and said the commissioners did not have the right to vacate the road for a variety of reasons. Among the complaints was that the commissioners failed to evaluate whether the road vacation was in the public interest and that at the time there was a conflict of interest involving members of the road and bridge department. First District Judge Cynthia K.C. Meyer found in favor of the arms in November of 2021, ruling the decision to vacate the road was not supported with substantial evidence and that the commissioners exercised an Quote, abuse of discretion by cutting off a speaker during public comment. This year in February, commissioners voted to void the vacation but said they were unable to determine where Camp Bay Road ended and asked for a judge to make that determination. Quote, at this point, I can't make a decision either way until I can find out what's going on with this lake access, whether it truly exists or not, Commission Chair Dan McDonald said near the end of the February 16th meeting. However, according to deputies, until a decision is made, public access will be allowed. In a May 16th press release, Sheriff Darrell Wheeler Wheeler, and Prosecutor Lewis Marshall said, quote, the county can neither permit nor prohibit a public gathering within the 50-foot zone on the shore. While that may sound ambiguous, the responding deputies interpreted the press release as protecting uh, public access until there was a clear ruling from the court. On the video, one of the responding deputies explained, quote, it's under litigation. There has not been a resolution on that litigation. Until then, public access is to the water. Quote, the sheriff has briefed me 50 feet post to post. All that, all the way to the water is public property. The deputy reiterated the only conclusion from the confrontation was that the, quote, no trespassing signs posted by M3 were unlawful. M3 co-founder Bill Brown- Brownlee, wh- who was present for the confrontation, promised to remove the signs the following Monday. They now have been repositioned to the side of the 50-foot stretch. Okay. Okay. Mm that's definitely uh yeah uh the call to dispatch came from a concerned camp bay resident who said they could see the interaction from a distance however all the parties involved told officers that the discussion while at times heated remained peaceful for its entirety i want research department to look this up (laughs) could you can we can we research department look into this please it was the interaction between the two sides that led to their negotiation last month. There had been a court hearing scheduled for July 6th that was rescheduled for August 10th. The party spent that month on negotiations, which ultimately fell through. The August hearing concluded with Judge Meyer saying she anticipated rema- uh, remain remaining the de- remanding the decision back to the county commissioners. However, the speci- uh, specificity of any future decisions by the commissioners or by the court remains at issue. Quote, well, You have given me much more to think about in terms of parameters of remand.
2: (laughs) Wowie. Good. Say
0: say what you want to say without saying it.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Let's move north to the Bonner's Ferry headlines for Thursday, August 18th. Molly, we're talking library stuff again.
2: Library stuff. Love it. (laughs) Love, 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 love the library drama. Oh, Bonner's Ferry Library's future is in question. This is by Emily Bassong. Threatening behavior, combative meetings, pending loss of its insurance, and a recall against four of its trustees may put the future of the Boundary County Library in question. It has also led to the resignation of the library district's director who cited growing harassment and concern about the behavior in announcing her decision to resign Tuesday on social media. In the post, Boundary County Library Director Kimber Glidden thanked the board for providing her the opportunity to serve as director of the Boundary County Library, but she said that she felt she had no other option— um, Glidden has received both backlash and support after a debate over whether certain books should be allowed at the library. Some said the board opened the door to allowing pornography and material harmful to children in the library. The opposing side disagreed and says since the library does not have the books in question. Glidden told the Bonners Ferry Herald that she did not say that she had received threats but that there had been threatening behavior, particularly in the form of bizarre, threatening, biblical quotes aimed at her. Mm, love it. Mm. A neighbor contacted Glidden Thursday. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. I was going to say a joke, but we're going we're gonna to not say gonna We that won't joke. power through that. A neighbor contacted Glidden Thursday to warn her that earlier this week, armed individuals came to the neighbor's house advising she believed they had come looking for Glidden. At Thursday's Boundary County Library board meeting, there was a large law enforcement presence, including officers from Bonners Ferry Police Department and the Boundary County Sheriff's Office. While there were no specific threats, Bonners Ferry Police Chief Zimmerman told the Bonners Ferry Herald that there have been shouting matches at past meetings and that law enforcement was there to keep it peaceful. Quote, law enforcement has no opinion on either side, but wants to ensure peace. Like past meetings, Thursday's meeting contained what could be interpreted as veiled threats, quoting of Bible verses, and more. After quoting Matthew 18.6, a resident told the board and the director they needed to, quote, repent of wanting to harm our children.
0: What is happening right now?
2: Yeah, another said, like Glidden... If board members felt threatened, then they should resign as well. Hmm. Yeah, let's not have That's, a library. This That's is what we should wow. obviously do. A third person shared definitions of words directed at the board and the director. Of those was dereliction of duty, malfeasance, and corruption. Cool. The man accused Glidden of calling, quote, people in this community names such as extremists, militants, liars, in order to make yourself a victim in the eyes of the public. Instead of supporting the community, she was supporting the woke movement Mm. and herself, he said. Quote, you actively push to make sexual content available to children when you're supposed to be protecting them. That's not a librarian's job. That's
0: definitely not a librarian's job. Quote,
2: you've been given the opportunity to stop that and you have chosen to perpetuate it. I call that a perpetrator.
0: A a perpetrator perpetrates. Wow. Let's say that ten times fast.
2: Yeah, Perpetual... I... <laughs> 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 Perpetual... <laughs> <laughs> Others spoke out against censorship of books and the recall, saying they feared that it would set a precedent of adding governmental oversight. Such a shift of democratic thinking could eventually lead to the Bible being censored at the library, some said. They said they supported the current board and the director, highlighting the positive impacts they have had on so many lives. After Glidden announced her resignation on social media, one commenter wrote, quote, one small step for man, one giant victory for Boundary County. In response, another commented, quote, the only victory here has been for bigotry. One Boundary County, one Boundary County, sorry. Count, pardon, sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dana Boiler went so far as to post a public records request on the Boundary County Library's social media page in the comments, quote, For all reports, notes, correspondence, emails, texts, phone calls, or any other record, reducible to tangible from form evidencing intimidation tactics and threats made by extremist, militant, fundamentalist Christians against you director, the staff, or trustees of the Boundary County Library from January
0: 2022 to the present. What? I
2: don't... uh. A self-proclaimed whistleblower, Boiler set in a tort claim against the library, which has still yet to be filed with any jurisdictional body. Glidden said that the library has had an ongoing personal issue and the tort claim was made public by its writer to 9B News. Zimmerman told the Herald that the, quote, threats made against Glidden haven't met the threshold required by Idaho Code, and he confirmed that no police reports have been filed at this time and that there is currently no ongoing investigation. After a July 14th Boundary County Library meeting was canceled, quote, in the interest of public safety, Zimmerman said the department has had a police presence at the library and meetings.
0: Because we should definitely have police presences at Library, library
2: board meetings, board meetings. <laughs> a bo- uh, bonners ferry police patrol vehicle was left parked at the library for multiple days quote due to vacation and for visibility glidden said the meeting was canceled because someone notified the attorney for the library's insurance carrier the idaho county's risk management program better known as ICRIMP, that he was in possession of video evidence of threats Against the upcoming BCL meeting, if you are creating threats against uh, librarians- This
0: this whole thing sounds so maybe. childish. Like, I don't- I just don't- I mean, you, you can have differences of opinion, but yeah. I, this is just getting out of hand.
2: In response to the council meeting, community members descended on the library July 18th to show their support through messages of encouragement and gratitude on the nearby sidewalks. Along with support from community members, Glidden received backlash on social media. The July library board meeting has an estimated audience of 130, with many in support of the library board unable to enter the building due to the crowded room. At this meeting, the board updated its collection development and maintenance policy and discussed
0: individual
2: freedom. The policy update passed by a three to one vote and sparked a recall of four of the five board members.
0: What an absolute <sighs> shit show!
2: Wow, I yeah, I'm exhausted just reading that article like,
0: like faith in humanity is kind of down a little it's, bit. It's a
2: little down, you guys. Um, I, I get you guys. Boy, I
0: now and, and with all of this now with the library closed, I gosh, I just I'm so glad that we stopped the children being able to get yeah, to any bad no, that's, content. That's obviously because uh, this is yay, 1998 great. and the internet doesn't work anymore.
2: Oh, exact. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad. <laughs>
0: It's we also like, don't have cable really, news and streaming really services. That and the
2: kids can't learn anything on something that they carry around with them. Or all the time. Even that every day. I just... All right. Okie dokie. All right. We're, okay. we're, we'll, get off well, our, we'll get off
0: our soapbox now. We'll
2: I'll try. Do oh, our my best. gosh.
0: Well, Whoa, no, what an
2: end. In, a, in, a
0: good, in good news, the North Idaho State Fair has kicked off its 100th anniversary yeah, celebration and go. wants <laughs> you to join in on the fun today through August 28th. Guys, go to the fair. Go to the uh, fair. This is one of my favorite events uh, to go to that's local, um, that everybody can go to. It's fun for the whole family. Lots going on. Uh, Jenna, congratulations on your tickets.
2: Congratulations. And
0: uh, everybody, have a good weekend. Please. Have fun at the fair. Try to stay cool out there. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you later.
2: Bye!